0: What up, players? This is the Upside Podcast brought to you by The Happiness Co. You can reach Happiness Co at happinessco.org on Facebook, or you can directly contact Robbie Fig, that's F I G G, or Julian Pace on Facebook at any time, 365, 24 7. Ladies and gentlemen, we would love you to jump on board SoundCloud, whether by app or by website, and give us a like, a share, a comment. We really appreciate you letting us into your ear holes every Monday. This is Episode 2. Hey everybody, welcome to the Upside, the Happiness Co. Podcast. This is our first ever Episode 2. Booyah! Ladies and gentlemen, I am Robbie Figg. In the house with me, literally, is Julian Pace. Jules, how are you,
1: mate? Mate, I'm going super well, bro. Uh, Really happy with our first week of podcasts. And obviously, uh, really excited to be our second uh, week of our podcast, today.
0: we uh, we have some stats for you. We hit over a hundred odd uh, last night in about the twenty four hours. So we're recording here on a Wednesday, and uh, this will be out on Monday. But we are so happy. We just want to say a massive thank you to everybody that has tuned in so far. Um, there's been some really uh, really good feedback. Some really, I don't think I've heard any negative feedback yet. Either people just don't want to give us negative feedback or there's none to give, so either way, we'll take it. Um, Last week, we obviously spoke uh, all things intro, we spoke all things Happiness Co. as a movement, and we found out a lot about the man Julian Pace, uh, a little bit more about myself uh, today. Uh, Going through uh, what we went through last week was uh, a rapid intro to everything, uh, as I said, Happiness Co. This week, we hope to cover off... A little bit more, a little bit of a longer podcast for your journey in. There were some stats out today that six hundred hours spent in the car over a year for those uh, commuting from the north and south reaches of Perth. uh, My parents, in particular, up in Yanchep. Good luck to you. Um, But what we're going to do, we're going to hope to fill an hour of that on a Monday or a Tuesday or a Wednesday, whenever you decide to listen to this podcast. And you might listen to it on all three days if uh, if it's good enough. So. Jules, today, mate, uh, I know you wanted to talk about a specific topic, and this is what we're going to do week to week. We're going to start broad, get minuscule,
1: and and go in
0: for the kill. Exactly right. Hopefully, we we hit a nerve in the best way possible. Uh, We'll also go through some news that takes away the blues, and we're going to make up a sting for that as well, (laughs) post-production, so you'll hear that now. And then again later when we get into it. Now uh, we're talking this week, and we alluded to it at the end of last podcast. We're talking, and I don't want to, I don't want to get uh, hotline <laughs> voiced, but we're talking sexy. All things sexy. Now uh, obviously that takes a few connotations, goes down a few routes, but what exactly,
1: or what exact kind of sexiness are we talking this week, Jules? Well, quickly, before I get into how can you be more sexy, I want to say thank you for everyone that shared the podcast as well and supports us in the process of pod- podcasting because without the people, you know, you know, I'm massive on this, Robbie. It's the people's brand. It's the people's champ. I want Happiness Code to be in the hands of the people. So uh, thank you for everyone that shared the podcast and had a listen. But yeah, all things sexy, Robbie. How is it that we can be more sexy? I always ask people this when I'm on stage or when I'm doing workshops. Who wants to be more sexy by show of hands? All the hands go up in the room. My hand
0: just went up really high.
1: Yeah, I saw your hand. You Both your hands went up. Beth
0: is in the studio. Her hand, no, she doesn't. She's
1: at her peak. Okay, play on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's at the peak of her beauty. But being more sexy, I think that so many people are looking for that, that X factor, that edge, that thing that when you walk in the room, it's like, wow, that person's so sexy. It takes your breath away. And I'm going to give you guys some distinctions today about what sexy truly looks like.
0: Now... I'm obviously uh, of the ilk that this kind of sexy is uh, boobs, butt, legs, I'm guessing, given that we're talking Happiness Co. And uh, quiffs, and quiffs, all and things hair quiffs. quiffs yes. Uh, hopefully people have seen a photo of you, so that's in context. Uh, best hair in the business, um, best hair in the business, and, and there's just no doubting that. Um, that I just me awarded that, 2017, you're welcome, you can do your speech later. Now, um... Talking things sexy. As I said, we're not talking the body, I would assume. Uh, w- what exactly are we talking about when we're talking sexy v. happiness?
1: Well, I've been fortunate enough to now work with thousands of people, Rob, as you know, uh, and travelled uh, all around Australia and, and to different countries talking about, I guess, development of, of self and, and personal development and, and what it takes to be the person that you want to be. And that's what sexy really is. And I, I use the word sexy because it draws people in because everyone wants to be more sexy, but The thing that actually makes us more sexy as people has nothing to do with our physical appearance because what we all know is beautiful fades and there's a real beauty in our imperfections as people Mm -hmm. in terms of our physical flaws and and the way we look and we all get so caught up on social media about the filters and how we should look and what the magazines and the media tell us is beautiful when it's not. Sexy really is being more kind. Being more compassionate, being more caring, being more loving, and really just generally caring about other people. Because that's a, you know, when you meet someone and they're just so, their energy is so infectious, you're like, wow, well, that person makes me feel good about myself. Absolutely. That's sexy. Yeah.
0: Yep. And look, I, I, um, I love the word genuine. I think uh, in any, any scenario, be it, uh, you know, you were just on a, a bit of a sales call earlier, a bit of a sales training call. Uh, I know in my line of work with uh, selling events and doing things in the corporate world, a, a lot of people take a lot out of the genuine, I'm trying to think of the longer word for genuine, but the genuine attitude that you know, you can show someone, just even on the phone. Um, and you know, we'll go into why uh, that makes you sexy, but from an everyday point of view, dealings in work and, and life, you know, what is it about being genuine that people love?
1: Well, I think genuine, it's refreshing because, and the one I, you put genuine, I put authentic. I think to, to, to be yourself, please write this down if you have a pen. If you're driving and you don't have a pen, I want you to pull over and pull your pen out, your handbag, For sure pull over. or your glove box and write this down. To be your world, so To be yourself in a world that's trying to make you someone else is the greatest gift that you can have around being sexy. So being genuine and being authentic actually makes us more happy. You think about it, why are people are so miserable, man, at times. It's because they spend their time trying to be someone they're not. They try and, again, they're trying to project the best version of themselves. What, trying to what pro- is
0: it about that, that that's a negative? I know, you know, I'm playing devil's advocate here. You're trying to be genuine. You're trying to be. A, 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 you're trying to say yes to a lot of people. Maybe you've been someone that said no a lot of the time. Now you've gone the, old, the whole other way. What is it about uh, that that, you know, it, it sounds kind of positive, but is it really a negative in the, in the way of... You know, doing
1: too much to try and please people? No question. I think then we spend our whole time trying to be better rather than wondering about what is and what could be and what I could have uh, and how I could have more of it rather than focusing on who I am uh, and who do I need to be, which I think are mo- the most important things about being sexy. So bringing it back to, again, being genuine and genuine. being yourself. Yeah, you. like It has to start with you because... If you really want to have a, a life that represents the best version of you, you have to be coming from a place that is the reflection of you. Absolutely. yeah. Because it's all, it's all a projection. Think about it. Think about a projection screen at the movie cinema. It's your beliefs. It's your values. It's your limiting beliefs. It's the, the person you want to be and you are on the big screen. And if you're getting that wrong, it's not authentic. And you never truly feel that people get to know. I think there's a massive point, Robbie. People never truly know who you are and you never really feel understood. Because you're projecting someone you're not. I heard a really um, profound statement
0: the other week uh, from my boss, actually. So credit uh, credit him, and he'll know he'll be listening again. Uh, you know, if you can let go of the care about who cares, you can make a massive difference in your own life. Is that the kind of mantra you're talking to? You're talk, you're referring to, I should say.
1: Yeah, and I mentioned this before about the 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 perfection part of life. There's there's no one that's perfect. There's there's beauty uh, in our imperfections, perfectly imperfect. You think about art. Some people can see an art piece and be like, that's the the most ugliest, most crazy thing I've ever seen. I've had people look at me and say the exact same thing. (laughs) So true, man. I look at you sometimes, I'm like, this is a specimen of a man. Bad days, good days, you know. It's true. And some people can look at artwork and think it's absolutely divine. Because there's a saying, we all know this saying, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And we seek who we are. And I think it's a really important part. We seek who we are. So we're always looking for something in the world, the external. More love, more happiness, better jobs, more things that we chase. And it's like the pursuit of happiness or the pursuit of being the best version of you rather than finding it right now. And I think it's really critical to be in the moment of what happiness looks like. So how do we speed that process up? How do we find ourselves quicker, faster? Training is like any muscle. You want to, go to the, you, want to, you want to go to the gym and eat the right things, you're going to start to build muscle, lose weight, feel better, have more energy. Working on yourself is like any muscle. You know, I talked about this before, being kind. Kindness is a muscle, you know? It's a, something you express more and more, and the more you do something, it's repetition. The way your focus goes, your energy flows and results will show. If you focus in on being more kind to others, and more compassionate, and more caring, and more loving, I guarantee you'll start to see a result and people are like, this person is a genuine, authentic person. And I know this because I went down the same path as myself. When I was a victim after losing my father to suicide, I became very selfish. And what I mean by that, I became a very victim oriented person. Sure. Loss, less or never. I was all about blaming, justifying, complaining. But when I realized, when I decided I don't want to be a, a victim anymore, I want to be a victor, I decided that I wanted to be more kind as a starting point. If I could stop thinking about me and start thinking about others, then I could really start to be a kinder, more loving, more, compa- uh, more, I guess, more sexy person.
0: I uh, I like the idea of a bit of a happiness workout, a bit of a kindness workout. We'll go into some, uh, I guess we call it homework, but that's always got a negative connotation because it makes me think of my year 10 maths class. Uh, shout out to hopefully still sinking some vodka in the classroom. Uh, anyway, so uh, I'll probably edit that bit out. Or not, we'll see. Uh um, <laughs> Happiness workouts. So, what, you know, maybe we talk a bit later about this, but uh, training, as you say, training the muscle, there's things we can do in everyday life to work that out. So we'll touch on that a little bit later. You mentioned kindness uh, as an element of being sexy, um, and I think you went through a couple of others, things like uh, compassion, love, and, and other
1: things. Can you take us through a couple of those? Yeah, and, you know, one of the things I see... Uh, that goes wrong so many times in life, Robbie, around being sexy or being kind and compassionate. We can only truly be kind if we know self-kindness. We can only truly be compassionate to others if we have self-compassion. We can only truly love our lives if we know what it's like to love ourselves. Absolutely. Because a lot of people think, oh, I'm just kind, I'm going to be kind to others, I'm going to be compassionate to others. But to truly be unconditional in all these areas of our life, and I think unconditional is a really important word, you have to know how to practice it for yourself. Like anything, you, uh, I assume you just got to
0: believe it before you can preach it, you yeah. know? So if you're a, a, a priest, I'm sure you believe in God before you go and preach about, you know, uh, religion and religious uh, stories and, and everything like that. So that makes a lot of sense. Um, now, you speak of compassion. How do you outwardly show compassion, maybe against, not against, but what's the difference between kindness and compassion? Because I feel like if it's a synonym, we're sort of repeating things within the element of being sexy and how do we determine what to improve if we don't know the, the definitions behind them. So can you take us through the sort of
1: difference between kindness and compassion? Is there one? Yeah, there's a, there's a big difference between the both of them, and love and care, because emotions are different. You know, they're like gears on a car. You know, you've got different gears for a reason. We've got different positive emotions and we've got different emotions that I guess cause us pain and frustration in our life and I think it's really important to mention this you can never have the external without having the internal mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what you want on the outside you want to be uh, more beautiful more amazing more loving more kind on the outside you have to work on on the inside first It also, it's everything happiness and love and kindness and compassion is an inside job so the difference between kindness and compassion compassion very much is being Gentle, you know, think about compassion. We're so hard on ourselves. We are so, we make it so, 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 so very easy to feel bad but make it so, so hard to feel good. Mm -hmm. The littlest things happen in our life and we are so hard on ourselves In as a result of that, who are we hard on? Each other. We're hard on our friends, our family, our girlfriends, our boyfriends, our husbands, our wives, our kids. Compassion is about being. I take it out on all of them in my life. Everybody. (laughs) Compassion's about being gentle. Mm-hmm. It's a different energy.
0: And uh, obviously um, becoming more sexy, we're talking about training our minds and our bodies and you talk about doing that for us first. All right, so we've taken care of us. Uh, we're kind to ourselves. We have compassion within ourselves. Uh, without sounding too preachy here. How do we then show that? How do we go out and, and legitimately show that without just sort of giving money to a charity or without doing you know, those sort of uh, extrinsic or external things that make us feel better inside, how can we go out and show it every day?
1: Great question. And we talk about the, the, the airport or the aeroplane you know, concept. Who do you got to fit the, the mask for first? When you're on an aeroplane, who do they say you got to put the mask on first for?
0: Women and children.
1: Women and children first. I think it is just children, <laughs> to be honest. Children. No, it isn't. It's us. It's us. You got to put your own mask on first. I was going yeah. on the Titanic route. <laughs> Jack, don't go, Jack.
0: That there was, was room right. on that
1: door. <laughs> there was so much room on that door. If anyone's uh, a Titanic follower right here, Rose follower. Rose, <laughs> she was selfish. She was not practicing kindness and hey, compassion. I will not hear you talk about Kate Winslet like that. She was not she being was sexy my favorite semi-redhead. <laughs> but to be able to practice these things without going out and yeah, as you said buying things for people Letting people on doors. Yeah. Please write this down if you're listening. It's not what you say. It's not what you do. It's how you make people feel. And it's one of the ethos I live by. Because everyone says a lot of things. Everyone does a lot of things. But it's about how we make people feel about themselves. Do we believe in them? Do we want them to th- thrive in life? Do we want them to be successful? Do we want, we th- do we want good things to happen to them? These are, are human qualities that are immeasurable. They're intangible. They're, they're a thing. It's a, it's a I guess, it's like a silent code between people that we have, we thrive for connection. And we, we are driven by that human connection, that love, and that contribution. But we get it so wrong because so much of our time is spent about who we're trying to be rather than who we are. Sure. We talk about all things uh,
0: sexiness, we talk about the kindness, the compassion, and the love, and the care obviously we're doing it for someone if we're not doing it for us we're getting judged by others Um, and i know that judgment is a big thing when it comes to happiness because a lot of it is reflective of the judgment that you're getting and you're hearing and everything like that so what can we do to either block out the judgment do we take it on board what's the best thing for our happiness in general
1: run your own race
0: Run your own race because so many people are trying to impress others. And Just to clarify, if I run in my own race, do I get an I ran a race sticker? Ribbon.
1: Ribbon. 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 It's a ribbon. It's a happiness code, ribbon. I'm in. Put me on the starting blocks. I want everyone to think about this and I really want them to sit with it for a second. All judgment is self-judgment. All judgment is self-judgment. We sit here and we judge others from our pedestal of life. Mm. And we put people down and we are nasty and we bully and we criticize and we try and critique. And we're so quick to throw stones. But Mother Teresa said this. It's like if we spent more time sweeping our own front porch, the world would be a cleaner place. And I think it's really important for people to remember. where Everyone's saying that we're struggling as a society. where We're becoming so vastly disconnected. Mm-hmm. But it's no one's fault but ourselves. Yep. Because we spend more time rejecting others and criticizing them spending, rather than spending more time loving them, caring so, for them. So
0: real life sort of scenario uh let's let's take it you know to an extreme uh you see someone who is homeless on the street i've been there before where you you walk past and you want to interact uh, you don't know how to interact so your mind forms some judgment on how they're going to get there how they're going to spend their money if you gave them some you know is that reflective of life in general as an extreme sort
1: of uh example yeah, hundred percent, and it's not just in that; it's in everything that we do. When you the most simple things, when you wake up in the morning and you go down to uh, the local coffee shop and you see someone wearing item of clothing that you don't approve, we judge them. Oh, I wouldn't never wear that. It's like we so wouldn't we'll be quick, seen dead in that. Wouldn't dead that. We're so quick to judge people, but who are we to judge? Yeah, when our own backyard is so messy and we're so unhappy. You know, think about it. Most people are disengaged in their job. You know, got divorce going through the roof. We've got unhappiness. Uh, you know, people are saying um, they're unha- unhappy in all areas of their life. We're unhappy in love. We're unhappy in health. But it's nearly like we like to put others down because it makes us feel better. You know that good old saying: we put others down to put us up. Absolutely, and Absolutely. all that does that, is hurt us more. I guess that um, when you're talking social media before about that, we spoke
0: about it last week really briefly. You know uh, that mask. Um, and as Future the Rapper once said, mask off. <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> anyway, uh, we take that mask off or we put the mask on, whatever it is, and then people on the other side of it are judging us, and then we all of a sudden start doing things knowing that they're judging us on the other side of the socials.
1: You know, is that an, that's obviously another clear example of it all. Well, I think our whole life we've been, you know, talk about conditioning. We've been conditioned our whole life to have a fear of, of, of rejection. You know, there's, there's a fear of rejection, a fear of not being loved and a fear of not fitting in. These are really the universal fears of any person on the planet. I'm, f- I'm fearful that I'm going to be rejected for being myself. We talked about being authentic and being real. If I'm this person and I get rejected and who am I? Then it's that fear of not being loved and that's that fear of what if I don't fit in. We all want to fit in. We all want to be loved and we all want to um, feel that being who we are is enough. But sadly, we don't know who we are anymore because we've so much time trying to impress others.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's uh, that's exactly what I was kind of alluding to. and It's uh, it's interesting. Um, just the other day, I had a, a bit of a social experiment with myself um, and uh, my new newly announced uh, girlfriend. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, yeah. I said this on the live stream the other day. We had a, a slight disagreement on, you know, whether we should... Uh, she's going to hate me for this. Uh, whether we should post that were in a relationship and all the sort of things surrounding it and, and my biggest concern was you know if something not went but if something went wrong uh, and things you know came to a conclusion how would it be received online and I, I felt ridiculous for thinking that am I ridiculous for thinking that
1: no because the world you you're 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 anticipating something because the, the society is so quick to judge and we're thinking about should we put it on social media should we put it on social media it's crazy. same thing we're, it's crazy. we're always it's like we have to make a decision it's like okay this is what i want to do but would it be approved by other people yeah. before i do something would i put my hand up in a meeting and want to say something and i know everyone listening right now has been in a meeting or been in a workplace before when you've wanted to say something because you knew it was the right thing to say yep. and you didn't and then cuz you were like oh my god what do they judge me or what do i think i'm an idiot what do i think i'm silly or what if someone puts the idea down we all live like this. One of the greatest sayings that my dad ever taught me, or it's, it's a well-known saying, but he used to say it to me a lot. Bad things happen because good people let it. Yeah. We continue to let bad things happen in this world because we don't have the courage to stand up and do what's right, which is what sexy is. Sexy is about looking after yourself so in turn you can look after others.
0: And that's, I think, one of the key components of everything we're talking about today. It, it's a... Sexiness, if you like, is a, uh, not just a reflection on yourself. It's a reflection of how you treat others. It's also a reflection on how people, uh, you know, leave a situation with you as well. So you know, if you are in that meeting and you decide to speak up, uh, whatever you do say can help other people and make them feel so much better. Um, and what's what's more sexier than uh, than passing on the good feeling as you go through? Now, I know we uh, we did start. Uh, we ended last week's podcast with. Saying we're going to talk all things sexy, we've gone through that. We've said sexy a lot. We have um, said sexy a lot, which is kind of hot. But anyway, uh, you've got a big, um, a big word in bold on your sheet that you like to uh, do up before these podcasts, and it says rejection. What is it about rejection that relates back to this? Uh, you've mentioned it a couple of times, but can you give us a quick, you know, summation? Uh, a quick wrap of what you mean by rejection in this context.
1: Rejection hurts. Rejection is one of the, the things to our core. It's like when I'm rejected, if I if people don't love me, then who am I? Because everyone has an identity, Robbie. Everyone's got an identity. This is who I want to be or this is how I want people to see me. And no one likes to be rejected in love. No one likes to be rejected in their workplace. And it's one of the things that we will try to or avoid. love in the workplace. Yeah, love in the workplace. <laughs> no Either ju- one. No judgment. <laughs> no judgment. No judgment. You do you. But we like to. Or someone oh, in your workplace. <laughs> <laughs> we like to avoid rejection like it's the plague. We like to avoid rejecting because we take it so personally. So when someone rejects us, think about when a guy goes ask the girl out, rejection, or a girl goes ask the guy out, rejection. When we don't get the promotion, rejection. Rejection's in everyday life. <laughs> so rejections everywhere, but we're so fearful of it because we take it as a re- direct attack on ourselves as a person. So I get rejected so it means I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy or I'm not worth it uh, to be loved or I'm not an amazing person, I'm not gifted, I'm not talented. We let this word at times haunt us Mm. from I guess becoming the best version of who we are in case we get rejected along the way. And Oprah said this, you can't win the race when you're looking in the other lanes. You should be looking about where you're going and one of the greatest things you can think about is we spend so much time worrying about the good opinions of others. Mm. They are good. And when I mean that, they're good opinions. People have good opinions and they want the best for us. But it doesn't mean it's what, what we want and who we want to be. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, so we talk, we talk obviously, um, like you said, about the fear of rejection um, and how it affects the way we operate uh, day to day. And when we talk specifically about those moments, are they character
1: building to a point? Building um the, the one of the greatest skills you can learn is building resilience. The the every no that you get gets you closer to a yes. Every time you get knocked down, you get the opportunity to get back up. And there's a real beauty in that. Rejection actually makes us stronger. It's it's if we can believe in who we are so much, this is how the greats how the happy people become more happy and the the successful become more successful because they're not scared of rejection because mm-hmm. they know who they are. Because you can have your opinion of me, and everyone has one, and that's why they're cheap. Because everyone's going to have an opinion about something. If you just believe in you, who you are so much by being sexy, being kind, being compassionate, like, this is who I am, and this is what I stand for, and I know people are going to reject me, it's a character building. And I think that you always see that in someone, that when you can get knocked down so many times and find a way to get back up. Yeah,
0: I think I can only sort of, uh, not that I don't get rejected in other spheres of the world, but... Uh, when I'm talking about work, and you're talking about sales, or you're talking about calls that you get, um, or calls that you make, you know, cold calling, all that sort of, even warm calling, you get rejected, but I think you, you learn a lot about which, what points get rejected and you learn about what you can fix, you know, so it's actually a positive thing in the end, isn't it?
1: It always a positive, and it, but remember, rejection, if you're listening to this right now, rejection is a direct result on feeling unworthy. Mm. We don't want to feel unworthy. And the only way we can be... There's a great study on this, actually. The only the difference between people that feel worthy and the people that feel unworthy is literally the belief. I believe I'm worthy or I believe I'm not worthy. That's the only thing. I believe I'm worthy of something and love or I believe I'm unworthy of love and something. And rejection really intensifies that for people. Can we, um, can we heighten our threshold
0: for rejection? Is it possible? Can you do it? Or is it just sort of you know, built in us, is it it something you can't
1: really fix? Like any muscle, we talked about this before. The more you get rejected and the more you believe in who you are. You know, think about Happiness Co, think about any great business model or any great person that's achieved anything great in their life before. You know, think about some of the greatest sporting stars, Michael Jordan, how many times he was rejected. There's so many... I think high school ball, they didn't even get a gig in the, in the national sort of All-American selections or anything like that from memory, which is crazy. crazy. And Walt Disney got rejected by 299 banks. Rejection is a part of life. The people that can overcome rejection, they're like hurdles. And if you believe in where you're going enough, they're just, re- they're just little, they literally are hurdles along the way. They're mm. little dents along the way. They're going to cause you uh, some pain and some frustration. And definitely, it, rejection hurts. I think that's really important to remember. Yeah, rejection is nice. going to hurt. I and can't it tell you not. Yeah, it's going to, of course. It should. It's never not going to hurt. But the more you do uh, and the more you overcome it, what uh, you choose
0: to do with it is obviously the and was going to lead to the end result, I suppose. So I'll just get a quick cue for you. What do you feel, uh, and I know that you think you're sexy, I'm just going to throw it out there, say so that I know you feel it, uh, and I mean in this context, not in the mirror sexy, what is it about you that you think people find sexy?
1: I think if I was going to give you an honest answer on what people uh, would tell me about Julian Pace and why they like working with Julian Pace or Happiness Co. is my ability to really care. I just give a whole lot of shit. Back to that genuine nature. Yeah, just really care about people uh, in their greatest moments, but also in their hardest. Mm -hmm. And I I just care about them so much that if if they could just see how much I cared about them, how much I believed in them, they could break through any of the challenges in their life. But one thing about me, and I think people don't see this, is I'm really, really, really selfish. Mm -hmm. I'm so selfish at times. And what I mean by that, I'm selfish to be selfless because I spend so much time trying to practice the arts of being sexy, kindness, compassion, care, love, all these things to develop the internal so I can give to the external. So I'm selfish in terms of looking after myself. So in return, I can make a real impact on others. And I think a lot of people forget to look after themselves beforehand.
0: Love it. Now, um, we're going to go into a few uh, different segments, I I suppose we can call them than we did last week. We We talked all all things intro last week, Uh, we've obviously spoken a lot about how to be, how to be even more, uh, and how to stay sexy. I want to take you through a a couple of stories that I've found on on Reddit, Uh, and this segment is called News to Take Away the Blues. Now, this segment's obviously off the back of the world and how negative things can be at the moment. Uh, news stories and current affairs, as there is. I mean, it's the stuff that we all tune in to look at because usually we don't experience it, so we sort of live out a bit of escapism by, by watching the news um, and seeing what's going on around the world. But one of the stories that I found, which I thought was really cool, you know, with over 60 million refugees in the world at the moment, uh, we, you know, we're truly in what we would call a crisis. Um, There's a number of aid organisations helping to to provide uh, food, water, shelter, all the basic needs um, to ensure that people are surviving in the camps that are around the world. But there's little emphasis placed on uh, things in particular, uh, and one of them is children's happiness, and that's the wording of this article, uh, and their well-being. I want to get your thoughts on what you think uh, happiness would be for a child that has nothing.
1: A child that has nothing? The, the greatest way to, I guess, develop happiness is to be there for them mm-hmm. and, and to love them and, and I guess, to, to support them and their, their moments of their life. And I think time, like time, people talk about money being the most important commodity in the world. I think love to a child at times is just time. Well, it's funny
0: you say that because the, uh, the time spent playing is what this article refers to. And uh, Play Palettes International, shout out to them, Doing some great work. They're the world's first completely self-contained sports equipment shipping pallet. Wow. Let's read on. This revolutionary patent-pending design, uh, with its easy breakdown and uh, build features, it offers a sturdy platform without the addition of clunky parts that can be transported easily for children to play on. So basically, they're taking pallets from around the world uh, that things get stacked on uh, here, there and everywhere. Um, there's things like a basketball hoop made out of these pallets. Uh, they've got a playground. They've got the uh, the rims and the nets uh, that they ship in and screw onto these pallets. But the backboard is obviously uh, the expensive thing. They've got a skate box, a cricket model, which I could only imagine is going gangbusters in the, the subcontinent region. Um, and then the soccer model, which we know that that soccer is the world game. It's played everywhere. love the story about uh Little Lionel Messi, um, and I mean him and the mini version of him who wore the plastic bag Argentina strip, if anyone's seen that, that's an awesome story. And uh, Lionel Messi actually saw the photo of the kid wearing the plastic bag in the Argentina uh, colours, and he'd written Messi on it and his number. And uh, Lionel, or Lionel, uh, if we're getting exotic, actually went and, uh, and found him. And, and I think it comes back to uh, what you were saying, and that's genuinely caring about people. And these guys obviously genuinely care about the refugees and the refugee crisis around the globe. So I thought that was a good one to start off with and, and uh, you know, what, what hits the, uh, the heart harder than, than kids, you know, and, and uh, how happy or how we keep them happy. Um, so that's a great story from overseas. Uh, one that, that comes uh, brings us home, um, and I said what hits us harder than, uh, you know, the joy and love around kids, It's probably pets. Do you have any pets, George?
1: I do not have any pets. Does your brother count? No. <laughs> yeah.
0: He's a big pet. He's a big pet? I don't have any pets, but I do love a good puppy. I do love a good puppy. Yeah, look, they, they fix everything. Uh, and our uh, our executive producer, Beth, and I mean executive producer as in I just announced it. Well done, Beth. Yes. Because she's in the room. Um, Beth just got a new puppy. Is that right, Beth? Yes. You're going to have to yell that. Yes. There we go. There's your... <laughs> uh, but this one... Um, is talking about a a lady in Tasmania who's decided to ease the burden on people in palliative care uh, by setting up a volunteer service that transports terminally ill people's pets to be with them in hospital, which is just unreal. And uh, she was talking about, um, she runs a pet taxi service uh, in Hobart in Tasmania, one of the lovely places in the world. Um, And she was talking about, uh, sorry, the article talks about how she was mentioning there's four-hour drives that she does out of the kindness of her heart to get the pets to these people in the, uh, the last stages of their life with terminal illness. Can you sort of give us an insight, Jules, into what kind of, I guess, human needs and support structures that helps?
1: Well, I think the, the, re- the reason that people are so, uh, I guess, so connected to their pets or they love their, their pet time and they love dogs and cats and all these things is because you hear it, we, hear it, we talk about this all the time. There's no judgment. Your, your dog loves you unconditionally. It's so excited when you get home. And there's a real connection between man's best friend or, you know, as we say. But pets have this ability to love us or make, I think most importantly, make us feel loved. And, you know, when you're down at times, they come and sit in your bed or they're just always there. All unconditionally. Yeah, or well it's, well. all, it's, yeah there's no judgment. Just, they're just always there. And I think that at times, that's what we need in our darkest moments.
0: Absolutely. couldn't uh, have put it better myself. Hence why I asked you. Now, uh, in, if you want to go back to uh, check this out, it's Pet PetTaxi, that's P-E-T-T-A-X-I, not Y, PetTaxi.net.au, that's over in Tasmania. And a shout-out to Kimberly, who's uh, doing some amazing work over there. Now, the last story, I thought this was kind of a cool one, uh, given that there's so many uh, situations where police officers are looked at negatively uh, with everything that, you know, they, they have a tough, a bloody tough job. Uh, that's understating it, and uh, they have a lot of moments where they can seem um, there's, there's negative news, there's positive news. This one comes from the latter. Uh, a, uh, some police officers in Fort Worth in the US have uh, teamed up um, to buy a 95-year-old man a new air conditioner, and the story goes that uh, temperatures are topping 90 degrees in Texas uh, over the last couple of weeks, and residents without air conditioning uh, have obviously got a, a lot to complain about. Uh, and this guy, Julius Hatley, he was a 95-year-old man. Looks like an absolute sweetheart. Uh, he, uh, his luck turned a bit, took a bit of a turn uh, over the last year or so, and it's taken a turn back in the right direction. When uh, a police department uh, took his call, he was drenched in sweat, and he called the police department to report his broken air conditioner. Uh, it's not a regular 911 call. That's an understatement as well. Uh, Will Margolis... Margolis told CBS News. Uh, it was a low priority, as they said, because uh, they're not into AC and the technology behind it. Um, but they, they put it up on their Facebook and the, the local residents team together and the police officers obviously brought it all together to buy. This guy, Julius, a, uh, an air conditioner. and The smile you can see, the happiness you can see on his face uh, if, you, if you give that a quick Google. So that's Fort Worth Air Conditioner. You can read the story online on CBS News. Now, obviously that's about genuinely caring and genuinely helping. Uh, We're gonna go in, uh, in a moment, we're gonna go into what we wanna term our homework, but we'll come up with a better name for it. Uh, We want you to jump on our Facebook page. If uh, the the next explanation doesn't go far enough, jump onto our Facebook page, read the instructions, they'll be super simple. We want you to go out and uh, perform your random act of kindness for the week. This is the first of, uh, of many uh, bits of homework. I put that in inverted commas because this is something you can do so easily. And no doubt, out of the uh, hundreds and hundreds of listeners that uh, we'll have inevitably, uh, a lot
1: of them would do these things day to day. So what's our homework for this week? Jules and just on that i talking about random acts of kindness there's a real psychology around contribution if you want to make yourself feel better in a moment do something nice for someone else because at, at times as i mentioned at the start of this this podcast we become very much a victim mentality mm-hmm. loss less will never blame justify and complain get out your own way and do something kind for someone else because i promise you i promise you that it will make you feel better in the moment because you made someone else smile or you made someone else's day just because you, you know, said they look beautiful in something. Like, you know, it, it, be expressive. If someone looks beautiful, tell them to look beautiful. Someone's got nice earrings. Jules, you have nice hair. Whoa. Mate, that has just made my day. It really that's has. I feel okay. so good. I feel so beautiful I mean, right then you said now. nothing
0: when I complimented it before, but that's fine.
1: Well, you know. Now we're on the air all of I, a sudden. I'm, all, I'm very <laughs> humble. I want to be humble about my, <laughs> you know, about my quiff. You know, <laughs>
0: 74 people just laugh their ass off.
1: I'm not saying that the, um, this, you know, the, what's it called? The, what's it called? You're telling the story. Cut this out. You're going to cut this out. Nah. Yeah. Nah. Think about it. The, I'm not saying that the Sydney opera house was shaped and molded after my quiff. I'm not <laughs> saying that. Some people have said it and they said the design was done off the haircut. But I actually genuinely want to see Hugh Jackman (laughs) flying fox off your head. (laughs) (laughs) But this week's homework, and people always ask me, Jules, but I do kind things to people every single day. And the reason we are encouraging at Happiness School and we we continue to encourage random acts of kindness is because how many things in the media, or how many things do we read, or how many things do we see that are negative? So, Collectively, we come to, to, together through misery at times. Misery loves company. Yeah. Let's come together with some good news, positive stories and promote it. If you do it, promote it.
0: I think that's the biggest thing. Uh, I, I know you'll see uh, those viral videos online where people do great stuff for people and almost inevitably the first top five comments are, why would you record it? Just do it. But I think there's some real weight behind showing people that it is easy. Uh, and if you are genuinely doing something nice for someone, um, why, not? why not let people know that it's happening? So maybe they'll feel empowered to go and do it themselves.
1: Well, darkness can't take away darkness, Robbie. Only light can do that. Hatred can't take away hatred. Only love can do that. So if you are questioning why you shouldn't, or why you should, or how it will be perceived, do it anyway. Because it's not what you do, it's not what you say, it's how you make someone feel. Because if you do it's yeah, you may have posted it on social media, but I guarantee the person that you did it for walked away thinking, wow, that was really nice. Well, that person really cared about me and that's what we do it for.
0: Love it, mate. So uh, what are your thoughts? What should we do for our homework? I'm putting that in inverted commas again because we're going to come up with a better name for it. But what should we do this week uh, to show that we can spread the happiness? So we've got uh, so many things that we can do for people, so many options, but we're going to make it nice and generic. Just to kick it off,
1: what are your thoughts on this week, mate? I think that doing something nice for someone else there's always it's, it's always the easiest one and it's always the the quickest one to make an impact so you know it's not always about money but buying someone coffee if someone looks sad buying some flowers i've already done my homework today just saying booyah double espresso <laughs> you did do that random of i loved it but helping someone that's shopping to their bucks, car four, bu- four bucks back if I... <laughs> no okay we'll,
0: we'll talk about that take after.
1: that out of the happiness code kitty. <laughs> Um, helping someone wash their car, helping someone mow the lawn, helping someone do something, helping their neighbor as such do something that it's an act of service, which it is. It's like kindness doesn't have to be uh, always attributed to money, it could be anything that makes someone's life a little better or makes them feel more happy, which is something I did the other day. Uh, I was telling you before the show, Robbie. <laughs> I love this story. That I was going up to the parking. If my cousin's listening to this podcast, he'll, he'll appreciate it because I was on the phone to him. He's not, he doesn't like it. <laughs> I was buying my parking ticket uh, with, my, with my credit card at the time, swiping at PayPass, and this uh, lady comes up, it was in Subiaco, uh, and she was confused, and she started asking me, um, she was an elderly lady, she started She's asking, asking why me. why is the Sydney Harbour, why is, <laughs>
0: shit, shit, why is the Sydney Harbour <laughs> why Bridge? Why is the Opera House
1: in, sorry, play on. <laughs> why is the Opera House in Subiaco? But she was confused about the, the ticket machine, and she only had uh, $5, and I don't think this actual ticket machine took money. And she was like, will you uh, use your card to pay for my ticket and I'll give you the money? I said, please, I'll pay for your ticket. You keep the money, but you pay it forward. And she was like, no, no, no. I was like, no, please. She's like, that's so nice of you. I'll make sure I pay it forward. I said, thank you. <laughs> in that uh, element of confusion, my cousin said, hey, man, that was live random acts of kindness. I was like, I know, right? And in that moment, I then swiped my card to buy my own ticket. But in the hype of it all, I walked off, went into my meeting. Uh, an hour later, came out had a $60 uh, parking ticket because I forgot to take my ticket.
0: ticket on the cash.
1: So kindness also costs, but you know what? It was still worth it anyway. So it doesn't necessarily just cost money. It can cost your uh, dignity. Of
0: course. But you're telling that story openly and that's fine.
1: Yeah, now I'm just not going to pay the fine. uh, (laughs) Out of principle, I was doing something nice. I'm not editing that out. (laughs) Uh, Ladies and gents, that's your
0: homework for this week. It's super easy. Random act of kindness. Take a photo, upload a video, put it on the Happiness Co. page, tag us in it. Uh, we'll go with the hashtag happiness homework. nice and easy, hashtag happinesshomework, that's H-A-P-P-I-N-E-S-S, homework, <laughs> one word, uh, and we will have a prize up for grabs, and we will announce that in the post as well. Um, I'm excited to see what comes through.
1: From, a, from a, a prize perspective, do you think we should be like a happiness go sexy dance or something? Seeing the segment is sexy. Yeah,
0: I, uh, I just recently uh, went on a diet. Yep. Um, just today so it might be a few weeks from now when I can give you that six pack dance but and when I say I went on that diet today it actually s- starts tomorrow because obviously it's Wednesday and I go out for dinner on Wednesdays
1: <laughs> uh, it's quality guys you heard it here first though the happiness goes sexy dance is, is coming to Perth uh, I love it can't wait to
0: see it uh, Beth looks excited our executive producer now uh, ladies and gentlemen this has been the Upside Podcast I've been Robbie Figg. This has been Julian Pace. See you later, guys. And I thoroughly enjoyed this last hour with you, Robbie. Ladies and gents, thanks so much for having us in your ear holes. We'll see you next week. Bye for now. That was episode two of the Upside Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us and letting us into your lives. If you can give us a like, a share, a follow, we'll continue to be in your lives for episode three, four, five, six and beyond. Next week, episode three, we talk all things you'll have to find out on the socials. How's that for a tease? And happiness homework. That's hashtag happiness homework. Get onto it. Do it. Spread the love. Spread the happiness. And make a difference in people's lives. Like we hope we're doing for you. See you next week.